0: All right, lady, it's time for Barbershop.talk podcast. Yeah, today we decided to change it around a little bit and have a different intro for you. Uh, But anyway, uh, this is welcome to Barbershop.talk podcast. In this podcast, we talk about issues facing you, issues facing your community, things that are impacting you. Now, we identify these topics by listening to you, you in the barbershop. You talked about it in the barbershop on Saturday, and we are going to talk about it or discuss it today in our podcast. We are in Out the Way studio. This is Jay Rod in Indianapolis, Indiana with my co-host, Casey.
1: Thank you, J Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out the Way studios. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This would include the gambit from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of barbershop talk.
0: (laughs) I tell you, Casey, you you crack me up every single time when you say your intro. Now, now you know something? Uh, That reminds me of that uh, one guy uh, that we called Mr. Logic who said that we should change it up but forget that guy. i <laughs> are
1: not going to forget him, but, you know, all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he, he praised you half the podcast last week. So thank God we're not talking to him this week. Oh, my goodness. What a listener.
1: I think he's still our number one fan. I just... <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a fan, all right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, hey. Uh, What we're going to talk about uh, this week, as you know, last week was last, I mean, Tuesday was a big night, a very big night. In fact, it was election night. That's right. Well, maybe it was election week. (laughs) (laughs) Because it sure took a long time. I mean, a very long time. Oh, in fact, I don't even know why I said a very long time, because we still haven't finished it. Uh, Well, no, I take that back. It is done. It's just that uh, your current president don't want to acknowledge defeat. In fact, I think the electorals at uh, 290 for Biden and 214 for
1: Donald Trump. Yeah, it's a done deal um, in terms of who won the election. Um, Frequently, the last ballots are not totaled up for most states a week or two after the election. That's actually commonplace. It's just that most of America does doesn't normally know about it because once they have projections of who wins the state, even though they're not finished counting all the ballots for that state, they move on past that state even though they're still totaling ballots.
0: Well, well, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think right now the only outstanding state is North Carolina, uh, Georgia, and then uh, Alaska.
1: Those are the only ones that are outstanding in terms of who won the states. But at least half the states are still totaling ballots, they just already know. Who's going to win that state based on the ballots that have counted already?
0: Yeah, and I, and I do understand that, but in reality, they might as well—it's a wrap.
1: It is. It because, is a wrap because regardless of what happened with those three states, Biden already has a firm, secure victory in hand.
0: Yeah, you know what I like to see that night. Well, I should—I keep saying that night, but I really meant this week. You know, it was almost like a uh, a distant runner. No, 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 no. More like a, a relay. When you're rooting for your team and they're behind on the first lap, mm-hmm. they make a little bit of ground on the second lap, and then on the third lap, you think they can they can they can catch them. Yeah. And then on the fourth lap, they catch them and cross the finish line.
1: But that last lap seemed twice as long as what it should have been. It was like, okay, is this lap over? with yet or what? Well, yeah, definitely in this case. That's definitely, that's definitely no, you know, but I'm
0: really. Looked at uh, the, the map, and I seen all the red, and I said, oh my God, don't tell me Trump is going to win again. But I forgot that they counted the polls first, then the uh, early voters second, yes, and then the mail-in ballot third. Mm. So it made sense when I was looking at it uh, how it turned out.
1: It, it was a very tense and topsy-turvy week. Uh, election night itself. Uh, had a, a bunch of twists and turns because initially things were looking good for Biden. Then they kind of shifted uh, more favorably toward Trump. But at the and so when I went to bed, it was kind of uneasy feeling, but at the same time, there really wasn't that many electoral votes that was cast for either guy at that point. But it just seems like, uh-oh, here we go again. And then uh, uh, Wednesday morning, and I he started hearing some projections on, on new counts as they were uh, several of those states were counting through the night and you he started hearing some of the other numbers and it wasn't feeling quite as bad, you know, right, but right, it was right. still way up in the air. But by Wednesday evening, I started feeling a little confident that, you know, things were trending uh, in the right direction, a, a, at least as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but, well,
0: I would agree you know. with that. It was definitely a big trend. You know, n- that was very disappointing to me is that our current president do not want to concede? To me, that is just one big baby. He's just crying. <laughs> yeah, see, he's still crying. He's still crying. <laughs> there you go. Look at it. Look out. His orange <laughs> is <just> turning red. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is
1: great. As yeah. <laughs> well, that, problematic as that is unfortunately, is not really a surprise. Um, you know, this is a person that has always uh, bucked the norms and the traditions uh, of our country, and he's, he's going to do it to the bitter end.
0: Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. But you know something? So be it. Because it's not law that you have to have a concession. It's, it's not. It's, That's uh, true. it's just with tradition.
1: That's true. And 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 to be honest with you, more problematic to me than him not conceding, because I kind of anticipated that from him. I just think it's very disappointing from a lot of the uh, top Republican officials who refuse to acknowledge uh, Biden as the winner and 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 acknowledge that this um, election is over with, uh, and simply because they're afraid of Trump.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, thank They your last conference. You were spot on. You know, that, that's what disappointed me is that even after all this, GOP is still afraid to stand up and say, look, Trump, you need to take your own words stand down. <laughs> that's right. He needs to stand down. I think that is the most ridiculous thing. Um, and, and what do you expect to accomplish? He's not going to accomplish nothing but divide the country even mm-hmm. more.
1: But I tell you, the most surprising thing to me is that one of the longtime Trump supporters and enablers did go against the grain and support—well, uh, I ain't gonna say support—but announced Biden as the winner. The first person to reject that was Fox News. Oh, Damn. that's
2: what I say. <laughs> <laughs> well. In
0: fact, I I see that too. Uh, I I, I was just totally, totally confused. I I was almost like Scooby. (laughs) I couldn't even believe that they said that. You know, now I I cannot let the conversation go without even talking about Pence. You know, Mr. Knucklehead Pence. Maybe I shouldn't call him a Knucklehead because he is from Indiana
1: and he was our governor. Duh, he proved to be a knucklehead. <laughs> he wanted to bail out of having to run for a second term. So he he pretty much begged Trump, let me be your VP.
0: <laughs> well, he kind of did. You know, but, but uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. In fact, Pence arrived at the GOP lunch and didn't answer any questions about voter fraud allegations at all. He didn't answer any questions. Now, remember, there's no evidence. Uh, of widespread voting fraud at all and president trump claimed that the election was rigged and baseless so anyway trump vows uh the challenge of the 2020 election but in my opinion it is useless absolutely
1: yeah absolutely uh actually he's already 0 and seven in the courts in terms of this false accusation of voter fraud uh there there is none and many people who are republicans and uh Democrats have come out uh, and said that as much and including in Georgia, where they were trying to put a lot of heat on Georgia when it looked like, OK, as the counts come in, it was uh, that uh, Biden was going to overtake Trump there. And he was saying, you know, these results are rigged. This, that, and that. Well, the whole election process in Georgia is ran by Republicans and they, you know, took offense to uh, to the Trump administration saying that there's voter fraud in their state when they're the ones that were, that were running it.
0: You know, so, I mean, that's that's a good point. But it's one thing we cannot forget is that Trump used the courts, used the courts in his business deal. Oh yeah, he has so many lawsuits when it comes to his business of trying to get his way. In fact, uh, remember he went to uh, bankruptcy, I think about six times. And then keep in mind that um, about his uh, um, hiding of his taxes, he went to file a lawsuit mm-hmm. about the the Trump Foundation. He wanted to try to file a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he always wanted to play this denial. I don't know. Talk to my attorney. At that time, it was Mike. So it is not unusual that he tried to use the courts or still trying to use the courts now. Yeah. In fact, that might have been a strategy from day one because he he hired a lot of
1: judges. Oh, it clearly was. And here's the thing. Uh, with the last uh, Supreme Court appointment, he specifically said as he nominated her, she will help decide this election in favor of me. So, you know, everybody's like, wait a minute now, you, you hiring a Supreme Court justice with the hopes of them des- deciding the election in favor of you? You know, she should recuse herself from anything that comes up regarding this election if it goes that far. And it really shouldn't go that far because there's no merits. Every court so far has said there is absolutely no evidence of any uh, widespread uh, voter fraud anywhere.
0: Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It, it is a, a, a very embarrassing thing. And in fact, uh, what Trump refused to concede is it, promoted. Matter of fact, he told his top senior official across the government to spread a word to not cooperate with Biden. To not cooperate. Can you believe that?
1: Yeah, and, and it's pretty sad. But uh, I tell you one thing that, uh, uh, that I thought was uh, amusing to me when he was using his, um, his uh, right arm man to to announce that, uh, that there's voter fraud and he's going to attack the voter fraud, which was Rudy Giuliani. Oh my God. They announced that he was going to be speaking at the Four Seasons oh, with this formal charge. And so, you know, they had this big press conference for Rudy Giuliani at the Four Seasons. Well, it turns out, it was the Four Seasons lawn and garden landscaping place. <laughs> land. right, right next to some kind of <laughs> adult sex store. When I saw that, I thought that was, uh, I said, was this set up by Borat again? Like uh, I don't know if you've seen the, the, the new Borat movie where Rudy Giuliani is uh, trying to entice this 15-year-old girl to have sex with him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was, uh, oh. And I, it took me right to that moment again because it looked like it was so staged, you know, but but yeah, that was the plan.
0: Yeah, that was that was just amazing to me. That, that a guy, little
1: parking lot. Yeah. I, I
0: think that he he's I think he's past his prime, even past his time. He really needs to sit down. The guy is wacko.
1: Well, I think his daughter said it best. He he is nothing but a uh I'm um, trying to use her words. I might have to paraphrase here, but basically, he's just a lustful buffoon. <laughs> lustful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I fall in the womb scream all the time. Oh, boy. Juliana, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's
1: coming our way.
0: <laughs> oh, that poor, poor man. That poor, poor man. All right. Well, anyway, we're going to move on a little bit. Uh, hey, we're going to talk about uh, uh Chappelle.
1: Oh man, that was one of the, probably the best stand-up monologue on uh, Saturday Night Live that I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I mean, he really hit some pretty serious issues, but was also hilarious in doing so. Now, I do have to say, he did remind us of this of, of one thing um, at the end of his monologue was talking about um, how you feel, how people feel, and so I do want to play a little bit of that.
2: Celebrating a day to remember it's good to be a humble winner remember when i was here four years ago remember how bad that felt remember that half the country right now still feels that way please remember that remember that for the first time in the history of america the life expectancy of white people is dropping because of heroin because of suicide all these white people out there that feel that anguish that pain they're mad because they think nobody cares maybe they don't let me tell you something i know how that feels i promise you i know how that feels you're a police officer and every time you put your uniform on you feel like you got a target on your back you're appalled by the ingratitude that people have when you would risk your life to save them oh man believe me believe me i know how that feels everyone knows how that feels. But here's the difference between me and you. You guys hate each other for that. And I don't hate anybody. I just hate that feeling. That's what I fight through. That's what I suggest you fight through.
1: Now those were some serious comments. So powerful and, and so true. And, and what I really love about that is that he expressed what I've been trying to uh, articulate to many of my white friends for for years, is that they, a lot of them hate us because they feel we hate them because of things that have gone on in the past. And I tried to express them, no, we, we don't hate you. We hate the things that's going on. you know. We want them to change. We're not looking for revenge. You know, we're just looking for fairness and opportunity. And he summed it up in a way that I think everybody could relate to.
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. In fact, uh, I'm a big believer of unity. And I really feel that this country needs to come together. In fact, uh, we need to do, we need to come together like butt cheeks to stop the (laughs) crap. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, everybody does that. You know, before the crap gets out, you don't want to, you drive in the car, you don't want to come out. You got to, to bring the butt cheeks together. And that's what this country needs to
1: do. America is time to clinch. <laughs> <laughs> <Do that.
0: laughs> yeah. It's hilarious what they do. But I don't think that's a serious point because he divided us. I mean, when he to Trump, mm-hmm. he always referred to the the red states and the blue states. He always talked about the Democratic governors or when they stay bad. You know, I mean, yeah. can, cannot do anything right. But he also proved that he don't know what he's talking about because we were talking about uh, Georgia. <laughs> he said every Republican <laughs> state. I mean, a uh, Democratic state. He was totally, totally, totally off. The guy do not know what's going on.
1: Well, that's nothing new. I mean, if you follow him throughout his history, you know, he's never shown himself to be very astute. But but he puts on such a great facade that people see the facade, you know, they see the glitter and not realize that it's not gold. Uh, he claims to be a billionaire. How many billionaires you know have had to file bankruptcy six times? How many billionaires you know can't get a loan in America? <laughs> you know, I got to go to some, you know, Eastern Bloc, um, foreign bank that has a shady pass in order to get a to get a loan. So, um, you know, and there's there's just a lot more to it. But you are correct when you were saying he was the president of division, and and you know to be honest though. He did recognize that if I can divide them, I can conquer them, and it certainly worked the first time. Almost worked again. And it's not good for America. It's not good that we didn't recognize that. But you know, he did recognize that this is an, this is my path forward, and it almost worked for him a second time.
0: Well, you have to be right. In fact, he he took a, a play out of the racist playbook, and he continued to run play after play after play. Yeah. And for a short period of time, he was winning that game. Yes. But it all catch up with you in the end. The Wicked Witch is dead.
1: Yeah, I think we threw water on him. <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: not as scary anymore. He's not as scary anymore. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that because what his other uh, Republicans, <laughs> they still scared to say something about him. Still scared. <laughs> you know, you you know uh, even when he went in that helicopter.
1: Oh uh, yeah, when he uh, went to the hospital that was like, uh, what is it, like half a mile away from the White House. Oh, I need a helicopter. You know, <laughs> get an ambulance. <laughs> you know,
0: but, <laughs> and he's walking there by himself with his little mask
1: on. Yeah, yeah. He got the helicopter ride there. He got his own wing in the hospital. He got all these experimental drugs, a variety of them, and a helicopter ride back. All off of seven hundred and fifty dollars a year in taxes.
0: <laughs> what kind of
1: health care do we get for the thousands of dollars we pay? That's <laughs> right. That's
0: <laughs> right, for a taxpayer $100,000, dollars very low.
1: If you're if you're the president. <laughs>
0: Hey, you know something? Let's go ahead and, and pause for a minute to recognize our sponsors. Our sponsor is Out the Way Studio. In fact, we are in Out the Way Studio here in Indianapolis. And one of the things that they provide is they provide custom-made t-shirts and other apparels. If you have any interest of in finding out their catalog or ordering or just simply finding out information, mail King Cap and Cap is with a K. It is King K-I-N-G-Cap K-A-P-317 at gmail.com for more information. Now, our second sponsor is 421 Barbershop, the place where good things happen to your hair. They have to be located on Michigan Road. Again, that's 421 Barbershop, and they have all master barbers.
1: Yes, they do. I was uh, at 421 this past Saturday. I left out, I went home, I walked in the house, my own kids didn't recognize me. One <laughs> of them tried to pick me up, so I think they did a good job. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. That's right. With my long-time clients, you know, in the younger days when I was first uh, cutting uh, Casey's hair, I always gave them this guarantee, is that I guarantee you would get three female haircuts. I mean, three females telephone numbers. <laughs> yeah, not their hair. <laughs> yeah, if you took their hair, that would be kind of scary. <laughs> 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 yeah, they were screaming like that. Uh but I don't want to confuse you. Is that I used to give out the guarantee is that if I give you a haircut that guarantees you three females telephone number if you went out that night. That was my guarantee.
1: Now you gotta remember when we he first made this pledge and he was cutting my hair. We was in junior high and then in <laughs> high school, so you know it was all right, you know. Yeah. Once we got a little older, it's okay, we gotta
0: Stop doing yeah, it. That's right. And I did get I did get my license when I was young. In fact, I got my barking license before I got my driver's license. Yeah.
1: Okay. The truth is, J. Rod still doesn't have a driver's license, but we—that's <laughs> yeah, not disgusting. That's we we'll gonna keep that on the down low. So if anybody asks you, you don't know. Right? <laughs> I gotta call me out like that. <laughs> I told him to keep it on the down low. Oh, okay. Right.
0: Well,
1: we keep a... it real in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. I don't want to call me <laughs>
0: out like that. You must be talking to Mr. Logic. <laughs> and that's the only guy that pumps you up. He just destroyed our show. Oh my god! You know we gotta call that fella back sometime.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We gotta, we gotta, you know, introduce the audience to to several members uh, uh, of of the shop. I think they'll find them interesting.
0: Yeah, in fact, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because one uh, one of our barber we call Mr. Old School. He's the oldest barber in there, and he's been around for a very long time. And so every time we talk about him, we call him Mr. Old School. Yeah. Now, he does have a lot of wisdom. He does. He has the most wisdom out the whole shop, because, probably because he's been around longer than anybody else. I think he was around with Moses <laughs> was around. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't
1: know. You you <laughs> I think
0: he was the one who cut off, off Samson's hair. <laughs>
1: he was just starting out as a barber, so give him some slack.
0: As <laughs> <laughs> a first and ten. Yeah, that's the thing. We're gonna call him first and
1: ten. First and ten.
0: Right, because every time he joins a conversation, the conversation gotta go on because he got some pretty solid points. So we're gonna call him first in
1: First and Ten. That's a good name.
0: That's right, that's right. Now we do have a couple of uh, uh, we do have uh, young school you know he's a barbers book we call him young school he has the young school uh, perspective we can't forget about him uh, and then we also have uh, a couple of clients that we're going to introduce you know Mr. Logic who called in last time he just happened to be a client so we just happened to call him he's there and we also have a client named uh, Dr. Nasty he has pretty intriguing things to say and a lot of others a lot of others
1: yeah. Um- Mr. First and Ten and I had a extended discussion about the Pacers, but we'll have we'll go on more in depth on that maybe on the next podcast.
0: Well, well, well. Before you do that, tell tell me what was uh, First and Ten uh, comment on the Pacers? What do you have to say? Uh,
1: well, essentially, he thinks that the Pacers need to to blow up the team they have and get rid of all the, all the top talent and just draft new players and start over. Uh, I'm opposed to that. Uh, You know, rebooting sounds good, but in actuality, more often than not, when you blow up a team and start over with a bunch of young, fresh players, most of the time, it doesn't work out.
0: Well, I do kind of hear, I kind of, I kind of agree with that. I I think we have a core and we need to build up our core. Uh, But also, you know, let me try this. Let me try to call person 10 just to see what he answers. Let's give this a shot. I do have his telephone. I he's listed I don't
1: know. I probably should have told him I was going to mention his name on
0: it. Well, it looks like he's, he's going to answer.
1: You know what? He may be cutting hair right now. That could be it. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I guess.
0: Uh, probably not.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a little late for that. We'll have to try again next week.
0: Yeah, we just try again next week to see get his input in regards to uh, why he feels that the Indian patients need to. Blow up the team. All right, all right. Let's get back to our topics here. Is that uh, I, we do normally end up talking about the Colts, so I don't want to bypass that. So they did what I expected.
1: They lost. What you expected?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I knew they was going to beat Detroit, but it is no way that they was going to beat Baltimore.
1: Okay. I think this was just a truth revealing game. I thought the the first hint of the truth was the Cleveland game because that was the first team they played that had at least um, medium to better than medium grade level talent on both sides of the football. And they were smashed in that game. And then this was the the second game all season in which they faced a team of that magnitude. And and maybe uh, Baltimore has more than you know, medium talent on, on, on both sides of the football. But this was a decimated Baltimore team that had lost five of its starters from a week ago between COVID and uh, injuries. And yet they still dominated us in the second half.
0: Well, I, I was going to say the first half, the Colts held his own. And I do understand you need to pay, play the full four quarters in order to have a victory. But I was rather shocked. That they was able to one day, the Colts was able to perform as was well they did on the first the first half, mm-hmm. uh, but they did fall short. Now the thing that disappointed me, uh, uh, disappointed me, is that for some reason they thought that Rivers was going to be the safe. and I think that we could have had the same performance with oh my, his name just Jacoby Brissett. Yes, Jacoby. Yes, Brissette. And, Brissette. and
1: and maybe even a better performance because Jacoby does have a stronger arm. Uh, we're not getting enough downfield passing, and uh, and that's part of the problem. Uh, also, in this particular game, they did not utilize uh, Naheem Hines at all in the oh offense. Oh, my God.
0: Just like, good,
1: well, they didn't even use him. What happened last, the week before, when they utilized him in the passing game? He was dominant. Right. So this week, let's oh. just take him out of the equation. Hey, beat yourself. But, um you know we'll we'll have to go more in depth on this Colts uh, next week uh, yeah. because they have a Thursday night game against Tennessee, and after that game we'll know if the Colts have any potential of uh, of of doing something, making the playoffs, and doing something in the playoffs, or if they're just a uh, pretender.
0: All right. Well, if that's the case, our time is running out here, so I am going to go ahead and close off and finish up that Colts later. This is Jay Rod signing off. Thank you to our listeners. Uh, As a reminder, go ahead and follow us. We are trying to get our goal of 1,000 members. I'm going to go ahead and and go ahead and and turn over to you, Casey, for your closing remarks.
1: All right. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, barbershop.talk podcast, available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets, Be wise, be safe, and be loved. And we say, go mob.